Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication studies. I also have a part-time job while working on this podcast on YouTube and on my Instagram blogging. I own an apparel brand and I also own a candle company while also doing some freelance work on the side. This podcast, like it's called Behind the Girl Boss, I enjoy to talk about things like business lifestyle, social media, behind the scenes of social media, people's journeys, and so on. Today's episode is an episode I low-key like never actually thought would happen, but it did happen. And I'm like still like shook. I'm shook. I had the amazing opportunity to interview my favorite content creator ever, like favorite content creator ever. Her name is Brooke Michio, you might know her. Um, she is a YouTuber and she also is a co-host of a podcast called Gals on the Go. Brooke is literally, in my eyes, the true meaning of what it means to be a girl boss. And I've literally looked up to her for the past few years and she's really been such an inspiration for me, for my own content creation and for like where I see myself in life. So this episode really means the absolute world to me. And I really do hope you enjoy it. So once again, thank you so much to Brooke for coming on the podcast and letting me chat with you and just for being so kind and having such a great conversation. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. And here we go. Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today we have yet another guest and we have Brooke Michio. So hi, Brooke. Hi, and you pronounced my last name right. Okay, like only like 1% <laughs> of people do that. So you're amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I try. Um, so do you want to start off by just telling us a bit about yourself, kind of like an elevator pitch? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm 23 years old. I grew up on Long Island, New York. I went to college um, pretty far from home at the University of Georgia. And then I moved to Boston for a bit. And now I'm moving to New York City. So that's like the, the moving journey. And then through all of that, I have done YouTube, social media, and grown it into my full-time job. So it's been awesome. Awesome. So before I jump into like the questions, I kind of like to do like a hot seat segment before sure. I jump into it. So what would you say is your go-to meal? Oh my gosh. Um, go-to. Oh, well, we do, we do a lot of salads in my household. We do like these chopped salads, I guess. So we just do like a dump basically of all the vegetables and like random stuff we have in our fridge and then we chop it all up. You have to get this specific chopper from <laughs> Amazon and it basically is like just a handheld blade and you go in there and chop it up. I'm, I, I know people who aren't salad people that love this. Um, that's like what I eat every day for lunch. And then usually like we'll splurge for dinner. So <laughs> salads are Salads are great. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your go-to alcoholic drink? Ooh, okay. Um, so if I'm like at a bar, I guess, um, I'll drink a vodka soda. Um, I love like the seltzers and things like that, but usually just like a, a vodka soda, vodka soda, whatever. Um, those are easy. A little bit of lime juice in there too. Um, if it's like a nicer bar and I could like, you know, get a nicer cocktail, I would get a dirty martini. I really like those. That's awesome. And the last one is, what's one skill you wish you had? Oh my gosh. I wish I was more inclined in like the artistic field. So whether that be literally art itself or singing or dancing or anything. I mean, dancing actually would be great because I feel like I love TikTok, <laughs> but I'm just so uncoordinated. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, same. I watch your TikToks and like, I'm literally the same. I feel myself dancing and then I watch it and I'm like, what is it's this? It's so cringe, but I just post it anyways because I'm like, eh. Same. <laughs> So let's go back to the beginning of your content creation journey. Sure. When did you post your first ever YouTube video and why? 
Um, I think my first one, well, I've had YouTube, I've been on YouTube for a while. I was like the friend to like get the laptop first. Like I was just mm-hmm. very, like, I always was interested in like computers and stuff like that as like lame as that sounds, I guess. Um, so I discovered YouTube first, I would say this was when I was in like seventh grade. So it's, this is like literally like 15 years ago now. Wow. Like 12, <laughs> 13 years ago. Um, cause I was very young at the time. So I might've been 13. So I guess. I guess 10 years ago, maybe I was younger. I don't really know. Um, And I discovered like the music video community and like skits and things like that. So this was more of like, it was very different YouTube then. Um, The beauty community and like fashion and like more lifestyle stuff really didn't exist yet. Or if it did, it was very like, no one watched those videos, I feel like. Um, So I started making, I had a different channel where I made like music videos and honestly more like skits. Like I would do like the writing, the producing, the the, the absolutely terrible. And I would drag my friends into them, (laughs) got embarrassed. So I privated all those videos. I'm so glad I didn't delete them, but I privated Mm -hmm. all those videos, moved on to my new channel um, when I was like a freshman in high school. So awesome. Like when you started your, like your first ever channel, were you ever scared of people, you know, finding it and making fun of it? Cause I feel like that's a fear of like a lot of people. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I hate to like be that person to be like, yeah, like I actually did get made fun of, but like I did. And like, I definitely Mm -hmm. got like, I hate to say like bullied out of deleting it. It definitely didn't reflect. Like I I probably would have privated the videos anyways, just looking back. because I was like, oh, these are not good, but you know, it's all part of growth though. Like if I didn't make those videos, then like, I don't think I would be Mm -hmm. making the type of videos I make today. And I think you kind of like fall into your line. Um, yeah. And it's like, you definitely have to develop a thicker skin. Like there's no way around it. You know, there's no amount of words that you could say to be like, just get over it. Like it sucks. But at the end of the day, like you have to, you only get one shot at life. So like you have to do what you're passionate about and not let others impact you. Yeah, for sure. I also had like a channel like a long time ago um, before the one I have now. And it was mainly like music videos and like yeah. and stuff. And everyone at my school found it and they made fun of me. So I actually like deleted the whole entire thing, which oh, like no. makes me uh, so sad because I'm like, it would be so fun to like look back and like yeah. see everything. But yeah. That, that's what I do like that I can look back and they're so cringe even still to look back but just like the fact that I'll always have those is pretty cool it's like home videos but like I was a little bit older exactly yes what would you say is your favorite type of video to film I love like more Q&A or advice style videos and even I guess that goes into like my podcast and stuff like that too because mm-hmm. I really do just love like stuff like this just like conversational chatty like if I could be like a quote I hate to be like I'm a big sister figure but like I am like the oldest Mm -hmm. child in my family and like I feel like that's kind of like the niche that I've I've like fallen into um especially now as I'm getting older because I used to look on YouTube I remember for advice and things like that because I like I said I was the oldest child so I didn't of course I had my family to get advice from but you know how it is like when you're like a teenage girl you're like I need tips or whatever so I love that I can be that person for others um now and I love filming those kind of videos yeah I like those too like I'm I mean I look like I'm 12 but like I'm kind of close to your age but like (laughs) you're also further in life than I am being like post-grad and everything so like your videos are like really helpful and everything oh my gosh thank you that's so sweet (laughs) um so I'd say like most of your videos are vlog style do you Mm -hmm. ever feel like you have to do things you didn't have planned in like your day to have more content um I definitely have felt like a video doesn't have enough content or like like I'm not doing enough I try not to fabricate and like create things just for a video so if it is like a quote like boring video I'll be I'll like usually be like hey guys it's more boring video and honestly I'll still get the comments like I don't even care if it's like you like watching paint dry like it's your video like I'll Mm -hmm. watch it so I've kind of learned that my definition of boring and a viewer's definition of boring are two very different things so I try to like take myself out of my opinion for a second and like think of it that way um obviously that's like the niche that I've fallen into though where it's more 
real content and not mm-hmm. so much fabricated. Like I know some people who are vloggers and they're like, oh, this is so boring. I'm going to like, you know, do something crazy for the yeah. vlog. And that works for them, but that's just, it's never been my style. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you ever get in unmotivated and uncreative moods and how do you overcome that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say it stems from something happening, whether it be like a spew of like negativity or um, events in my personal life or things like that. Like since it all is, my channel is very heavily connected between like my personal life and what I mm-hmm. show, like there is only like literally like a few things that I don't show. I pretty much show everything in my life. So if something negative happens or if I'm in like a crappy mood, obviously that really impacts me. Um, but I think the entrepreneur in me then is like, I just have to keep pushing forward and remember that like, you know, this is my job and there's people who watch my videos and that like, I, I help them through things or I brighten their day or like whatever for not to sound like cheesy, but I think about it more so like that. And I'm like, I have to push through, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I've gone through weeks, months, periods like that. And I've taken a lot of breaks on my channel throughout all of these years, some for personal reasons and some just because I was like, I just don't want to do YouTube right now. And yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you have over 200,000 subscribers. Has the growth been gradual or did you get like a viral video? What's been like the process of that? Very steady. There's definitely been a few videos when I was younger specifically that like popped off, I think. Um, room tours or a, a lot of like when I first moved to college videos did really well. Moving vlogs when I moved to Boston did really well. But I would say that subscribers who found those videos like have pretty much like they stuck around and they know me now mm-hmm. it's not I've never been and I'm I'm kind of pro growing this way because I think that my audience is super engaged versus someone having that viral video that hits a million views or I mean it's not even any count of views but let's just say it's a video that does really well and then they gain all their subscribers from that usually yeah. those people aren't as actively engaged in the person's life or they're just they subscribe but they're like a ghost watcher like they don't really engage with the content they don't really or even if they do watch the content at all sometimes they just you know stop watching um and i see so many people like that and there's nothing wrong with it if you have you know a million subscribers half a million subscribers but i i it's reflective in the views that they're significantly lower um so it's just kind of like the I don't want to say the path that you decide to take though, because you can't, you can obviously never mm-hmm. choose if a video goes viral. I mean, I wouldn't complain if one of my videos went yeah. viral today, but I'm not designing them to, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you film and edit with? I use a Canon G7X, um, like everybody, I feel like it's a great vlog camera. I've tried, I've shopped, uh, I guess I have the Mark II. I've shopped around um, trying to find other ones. I was like on a, phase like researching and honestly through all of my research I've just found that this is the best point and shoot with the audio quality you don't have to do any external attachments video quality is great um of course the focusing isn't perfect but like the quality of the actual video for a point and shoot camera that I could throw in my purse is incredible um I also do clips on my iPhone these days nothing wrong with that um I have the pro max and I love how it goes wide angle I think that could be like a really fun like addition to a vlog to Mm -hmm. be like hey here's everything really fun um and then I edit with Final Cut Pro um but honestly I don't do anything fancy with my editing um sometimes there's some like some parts that I'll like switch it up but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's just really simple and could be done on my like the thing that comes with your computer yes um, so you're the co-host of Gals on the Go. How did you guys decide you wanted to create a podcast together? Yeah. Um, so I remember Danielle first started 
listening to podcasts and she would like tell me about them. This was like 2017. And I was like, what, dude, what are podcasts? Like my dad listens to podcasts. Like I just had, I had no idea. And she would tell me like, you know, I listened to Skinny Confidential or whatever it was at the time. She's like, you have to listen. And I just like refused to. I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I think, um, and then I suggested to her, I was like, hey, we should start a podcast. And she's like, we needed more time. Like we just needed to you know, yeah. do our research better and start listening more. Um, and I like to say it was like a team decision. Like I feel like I probably brought up the idea, but she is more of like the work, like executioner. Mm-hmm. So she'll be like, no, we have to actually do this. So then summer of 2018, uh, she was going into her sophomore year of college. I was going into my senior year of college. We decided to do it uh, right when we got back to school and we've been doing it every week since. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like your podcast is very like relatable and I like how you guys like, I feel like sometimes it's not as structured, but that makes it more relatable. If you know what I mean? Yeah. We go on tangents. It's very like, we have like loose guidelines. I'm like, if it is like a themed episode, like coming up, we're going to be talking about like body positivity, like body Mm -hmm. confidence, like all that stuff. And like, I have my points, but if we go a little bit off track, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. because I think it makes it more conversation and everything yes exactly so what would you say is your favorite part about having a podcast um I mean I love that I get to do it with my best friend it's so fun I always leave in a better mood after we record um like seriously we we stop recording and I'm just like in the best mood for the rest of my day um the opportunities that have come from it have been amazing we've gotten to meet so many people and just grow our platforms in general I think that helped a lot with like YouTube Mm -hmm. growth and things like that um and just the opportunity, like I said, that it's brought, you know, I, I graduated from college and I took a full-time job and I would say that income has kind of been supplemented with the podcast income and it's not about the money yeah. for me, but it's just like, I'm, it's literally always been a dream of mine to do that kind of stuff. And like, um, podcasting has really opened all those doors, which is amazing. Yes. So when people listen to your podcast, what do you hope they get out of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm here for the relatability angle. Like I said, like the big sis angle, if we could provide any sort of advice, but at the same time, I don't think it's more for advice. It's more for like, Hey, we hear you, you know, we're two real girls too. Um, just because we broadcast parts of our life and some elements of our life might not be the exact same as yours, but that's okay. And like, Mm -hmm. um, I love that when we meet subscribers or listeners of the podcast that they really are like friends in a way, like they're like, yeah. no, like I'm literally like your friend. Um, and it's just like a one-sided friendship because like we don't know them yet. Yeah. But I think I think of it more like that because I know for the content creators, like the people that I consume, like I feel like I know so much about them mm-hmm. and I consider them friends. So yeah, um, I, w- I would say just making them feel better about themselves, making them feel like they're, um, I hate to say like making them feel like more relatable or whatever, but truly like you know, the real stuff goes on. We try to talk yeah. about, we try to talk about, we do always do highlights and lowlights because we talk about mm-hmm. the, like the real stuff in our lives and the things aren't always picture perfect. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I liked what you said about like, um, kind of like the one side friendship because it's so funny because yeah. like for you, like one, me and like one of my friends, like we watch your videos all the time oh, and like, cute. it's so funny because like watching someone like almost every single day, like you think that like they're your friend in a way yeah. and you're like, Hey, sometimes they don't even know who you are, but like, it's, <laughs> like, it's funny. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on this. It's called like a parasocial relationship. Cause I was like, so intrigued by it. Um, it's really interesting that, but I think of it, I think of it too. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. It's, it's weird, but like cool. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the hardest part about having a podcast? Um, I would say like content, obviously, like, you know, we talk for, we try to shoot for an hour to an hour and a half every week. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you run out of material or just overlap of general material from uh, YouTube to the podcast. And I'm okay with that. Cause I know that sometimes the 
uh, the listener isn't always the same listener who mm-hmm. listens to the podcast, who watches the YouTube videos. So I'm okay with a little overlap, but if it's literally the exact same thing in two different forms, like I just think that's pointless. Yeah. Um, so trying to keep it new, trying to keep it fresh, trying to understand like what I'm saving to say on the podcast and like what I want to say on a video. Yeah. Um, but I always, I, I definitely feel more comfortable sharing things on the podcast because you know, mm-hmm. there's, it's very intimate. It's just me and my best friend chatting with a microphone yeah. in my hand. So I feel, I feel like I can be more raw in a way. Um, and yeah, I, I guess just the content overall, it's not like the greatest struggle of all time, but I think that's one of them. Yeah. I feel like it's hard to like, especially since you do YouTube and that to like kind of have content for both and like separate it in a way. Cause you don't want to have the exact same content on both of platforms. Totally. So I know like a lot of people that have a podcast with someone, sometimes they branch out and have that podcast and another. Do you ever think you'd create another podcast in the future? Um, yes. I don't want to give anything away, but there might be things in the works. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but I would say like that's probably like next six months um, more will be shared on that. And okay. it's, it's, it's like bigger picture. It's not just me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So like just I want everyone to think like big. It's not just yes. like, oh, Brooke's like doing her own thing. Like absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, gals on the go forever and I think gals on the go will be something that will truly be for years and years and years to come like I can't even foresee an end date of that happening Mm -hmm. especially with like um the way that it's growing so yeah for sure um so I know like before the whole like coronavirus thing happened you and Danielle were supposed to do a show I think it was in Atlanta yeah yeah do you ever think like you'd make it into like a whole tour type of thing Definitely. Um, I mean, I know Danielle's favorite part about content creation and all that is meeting subscribers. It's definitely one of my favorite parts too. Um, Danielle just has a lot more energy, I think, than I do. So she's <laughs> like, oh my God, I want to meet everybody. And it definitely like takes a lot more out of me, although yeah. I love it. Um, and I definitely see that happening. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a thing for that too would be content because obviously we're two girls that we're not really performing artists. We're just kind of like we chat, but at the same time, we're in like this weird niche where it's, we're not really comedy. We're not really like, what are we going to do? Get get up there and like give advice or just tell stories. Like, Mm -hmm. which I think that we definitely could figure that out. Um, And also another obstacle obviously is that Danielle still is in school. She's still a student. So traveling on like a tour scheme would be a lot more complicated, but we have, definitely explored that um like on the business end end, as well as like mm-hmm. on the audience end you know we've um kind of put it out there like what cities would people want and it seems like there's a lot of demand for major cities across the U.S. and even overseas I guess which mm-hmm. is incredible so it's not off the table uh just probably not right now yeah that makes sense you definitely should visit Canada because you know Canada's I, I want to get I figured that's what your accent is right it's so cute. I didn't even know I had an accent but yeah <laughs> you say it like on the end of like certain words I could just tell um I'm trying to think of what you just said but it's always like vowels I guess maybe that's what it okay, is <laughs> maybe no it's yeah. great though it's very subtle <laughs> um so you've started opening up more about like body image and body positivity yeah. on your channel so as someone who's also like on the same road and journey as you it's like super interesting and relatable um what made you want to start like discussing this you know, I follow a lot of people, um, or even just people who kind of run in the same social media realm as I do that I think talk a lot about, you know, what they eat and how they feel their body and stuff. And to me, it's just always been kind of unrealistic. It's just an mm-hmm. unrealistic way. And I'm all here for health food. Like I love, I love a good health. Like I just said, one of my favorite meals is salad and stuff like that. But for me, uh, I'll eat all the salad all day long. And then like, you know, I need, I need bread. I need pasta. I need yeah. all that stuff. And it's always just, I've always watched these girls and I'm like, this is so freaking unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I couldn't do it. Um, 
and I'm, I've just always been the kind of person, like, I don't want to compromise my whole life, like eating and like yeah. all that stuff is so important to me. Like I love traveling and like trying new food and I love um, experiencing food. Like that's always been like an important part of my, like my family and stuff too. Like we just, you know, try a lot of different cuisines. And yeah. Like so I've always had this idea in my head of like, you know, it, it, it's, this is just kind of how my body is. And I guess I'm starting to just be more public about sharing it and things like that. Cause I don't want to give up all of these amazing things of life just to look a certain way. And of course, mm-hmm. like then it plays into body positivity, but I just kind of hit a breaking point one day where I was like, this is unrealistic. Um, and I've been thinking it for a while, you know, with all the diet fads and things like that, which I think everybody has to do what works for them. I'm not shaming. Yeah. Um, and I definitely have had that's with trying to lose weight and I have lost weight. I did weight watchers for a little bit, lost some weight from that. And then started working out a lot, lost weight from that. Uh, but then it always fluctuates and it always kind of goes back to this mm-hmm. point. And I just stopped weighing my, one day I stopped weighing myself and I was like, I'm not uh, with the exception of like going to the doctor, I'm not going to weigh myself again. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, and just trying to find what works for me. If I can find what works for me and share that with my audience and be like, Hey, I'm living a healthier, happier life as a result of doing this. Like mm-hmm. maybe you could try it too. That was a lot, a long answer. <laughs> yeah, no, but I feel like a lot of people like um, associate happiness with how you look and your weight and all things mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's like, for you having like that audience, I think it's important to let them know that like, that's not how it is. Because especially on TikTok right now, there's so many people that do like what I eat in a day. And like, yeah. they literally, I can't, if I ate what they ate, like I would still be hungry. And I know that. Yeah, and exactly. I think it's important to like realize that. But like, like you said, they're really like unrealistic for me. And yep. yeah. And there's not wrong with like admit I that's why I admit it I'm like it's unrealistic for me but like you gotta Mm. do you like if that brings you joy and like you need to follow this regimented plan like I've been there and I've done that and like it works so like do you but um yeah I think that's a good point and yeah TikTok and all these things like I just I I'm really thankful that like Instagram and TikTok and all that didn't exist when I was younger because I think I really Mm would have struggled with it I really started dealing with like more body issues like later in high school and I've never like severely struggled or whatever but I did gain weight in college and then yeah um and I've lost some but like not all I guess and I've definitely gone through those phases of like buying clothes that are too small for me in hopes that I'll lose weight to fit into Mm -hmm. them and like I've just learned that I'm so much happier if I just buy my right size and just like exactly yeah like I have like over the past like year I gained like a lot of weight and like it was so scary at first then I was like you know what like who cares and I have so many clothes that I was keeping in my my closet and I was like hey one day I'm gonna fit back into this and I feel like it's just like it's not that's not okay yeah that's more like you knowing yourself like that's not the healthiest way of thinking to be like I'm just gonna keep these smaller clothes for like for the day that I do lose weight it's like Mm -hmm. just you know like you're beautiful just the way you are and you look great so like do you yeah (laughs) um so how was it going to college while doing youtube easy and hard i guess in certain points it depends obviously how intense my schedule load was um and just like my social life i always honestly put school and my social life kind of before youtube uh with Mm -hmm. the exception i I feel like later college it kind of shifted a little bit just because i was like wow I, i really like doing youtube but um everyone that I've surrounded myself with has been like super cool with that was like a huge shift for me like going from high school where I felt like I was like always kind of judged for doing YouTube or like known mm-hmm. as that like going to college I was definitely known for it too but everybody was so cool and like accepting of it and I just had friends that were really supportive and curious and that wanted to be in my videos and that was like the opposite of what I had experienced in high school yeah. because everyone in high school was like oh don't put me in your videos like, I don't want to be bullied too mm-hmm. which I understand but um so from the friend perspective and everything like so uplifting so positive and of course there were 
struggles where like, of course, I'd rather film and edit a video right now than study for an exam for a class that I really wish I wasn't in. But yeah, that's just like managing your priorities. There were definitely times that I had to say no to certain opportunities on both ends, um, academically and like involvement wise, compromising for YouTube. But um, overall, it was okay. Yeah. How would you say like um, your college life was? Because I feel like from Canada and the States, it's so like different because I yeah. know like you were in a sorority and stuff. Uh-huh. And like we have sororities here, but like they're not popular at all. Like I barely so hear about it at all. So like, how would you talk about your experience? Yeah, um, I always like, I think like just growing up with like Tumblr and social media and stuff like that, like I always just wanted to be in a sorority. Like it's something that I like really, I like fantasized over in a weird way. And it is really big in the culture of going to Georgia. I think I would have been fine, you know, without it. Um, But I think that it really enhanced my experience. A lot of my best friends came out of it and truly like lifelong friends that also I got involved on the leadership side. So it taught me a lot about being a leader and being um, having responsibilities outside of school and outside of YouTube. It was kind of like a job more so like, Mm -hmm. um, but volunteering, like I was like serving my chapter or whatever. Um, And it was great. And I know that it's not a thing at every school and not everybody wants to do. And I think if you want to do it, like, that's great. Um, every school is different. Georgia is, you know, big social life, a lot of parties, honestly, I'm not going to like lie. People are like, it's a party school. I'm like, yep, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to get lost in the mix at a big school. So I'm really thankful for Greek life for kind of like bringing me back. And like, I had my home and all that stuff. Yeah. So definitely keep that in mind too. Um, but college was, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a great choice for me after going through like all my four years there. I can confidently say that. For sure. Um, so do you have any tips or advice for time management since like you were, you were doing so many things and you still are? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I said like the priorities thing, like you got to get your priorities straight even before you enter into a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, organizationally, definitely do that. And just like your semester loads and stuff. I think people, um, don't take that into account as much in terms of balance. Like if you know you're going to have a rougher semester, maybe pull back on the other responsibilities and just yeah. know going into it and plan out your semesters that maybe you don't have to have a rough semester. Yeah. Um, if you can avoid that, I, I did a lot of research of like what classes I was taking and like the difficulty level and like talk to people that were older than me and like got advice. And I think that's what you should do. So if you could talk to someone older that goes to the same school you go to, definitely get that advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not, it's never going to be perfect. You know, there's always going to be some party that you miss if you have to study or, um, you know, something that you had to say no to, like I said, but that's just the reality. Like you can't do it all. Yeah, for sure. So like pertaining to like your YouTube and podcast, do you do everything like solo or with Danielle for the podcast or do you have editors or anything like that? Um, I have used editors in the past. Sometimes I'll use an editor, but most of the time it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did have assistance for a little bit while I was living in Boston, which were super helpful for like taking photos. And I did like a small merch situation and they helped me mail those out. Uh, But I kind of realized that like, I'm just like a pretty self-sufficient person. And like, Mm -hmm. I can, um, I think it's great to get help, like when you can get help, but like for the most part, I'm a pretty self, like, I just prefer to have the responsibility on me. Like if someone's going to mess up, I would rather mess up Mm -hmm. Um, for the way that my business is now. That's not to say like, if it's scale to like a crazy point like I probably would want some help but at the same time I'm happy using a photo tripod and taking the pictures myself or um I I, on the podcast side we are with a network so we don't have to do much with Mm -hmm. that we're with podcast one so it's really just recording and like the marketing of it Uh, but I 
and we have our uh, creative director Emma who helps with like the graphics and things but usually yeah. the like that's a, a team collaborative decision process where it's like hey like these are the concepts and then we go through like rounds of edits mm -hmm. and things like that like so Danielle and I are hyper involved in that um I think it's really important to not let it go too much like you still want to be really involved and you want people yeah. and if you are ever going to hire people or bring people on which I think everybody should pay their interns that's a big mm -hmm. thing that I'm here for yes um if anyone's bringing anyone on like you will have to make sure that you all have the same collective vision and mm -hmm. goals and things like that and don't just expand and be like I'm gonna get an assistant just because you're gonna get an assistant like yeah make sure that you have projects for them because that's something that I kind of dealt with where I was like I want an assistant and I had a few things but not enough and I was like this is kind of pointless so yeah for sure I also like what you said about paying people because there's been like a few youtubers that I used to watch and like they were hiring people and stuff and like they just didn't pay them because they assumed that oh like I'm bigger so like people will want to work for me and like that's something that I've seen like a lot happen mm -hmm. definitely so what would you say would be your ultimate goal in the long run for your career um in the long run um <laughs> I it's such a hard question because I said this in a video recently where I I had a, um something like I met with whatever I'm like growing my team I guess on my mm -hmm. like manager and stuff like that and they were like what are your goals and I was like honestly like it's so messed up that like I thought that my career would like end here like I was like all right I'll get some subscribers and like you know maybe I'll make it my job then like it's yeah. over um so it's hard for me to forecast into the future I do want to start my own business one day like I said so like in that case obviously I would have to hire people yeah. I'm like obviously I can't do everything myself um but I don't particularly I, I have a concept for what that is and I have done some like initial work on that but I that's more of like a three-year project I don't mm -hmm. want to rush that I want that to be something that will sustain my life like forever and will be something that I can do offline and doesn't have to do with like Brooke, at Brooke Michio you know what I yeah. mean yeah, for um sure. so I think it's cool to have multiple projects going on obviously like we mentioned with the podcast and like doing side projects with that and the merch and all mm -hmm. that um I'm here for multiple streams of income so I'm always trying to like diversify and like try new things whether yeah. that be you know follow uh show more products and get more money from um what 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 the heck are they called commission links things like yeah. that affiliate links sorry I was looking for the a <laughs> word I was like uh um so there's no hard goal for me I mean I definitely want mm -hmm. to start start another business is one of them but I want to start multiple businesses I feel like I'm just an entrepreneur mindset and like yeah if someone's I, I thought this actually when I worked in my sales job I always was like this is so weird I'm selling products for someone else like I want to be the one to profit if anybody's going to profit here. And yeah. like, my mom was like, that's because you're like an entrepreneur. So um, just more entrepreneurial things, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really important to have multiple streams, streams of income also, mm -hmm. because like, I don't want to be that person, but like, you never know, like one day YouTube might just like not exist or something exactly. like that. And then you need like, you can't just like, I don't know. I don't explain yeah. it, but like, it might just disappear. I know. I, I think that too. And I mean, a part of me is like, it can't just disappear just because so many people rely yeah. on it. And like, it's only growing, but like, I definitely agree that it's, it's uncertain. Um, I feel like I could speak with certainty for the next like year, year, two years that like everything will kind of maintain and grow at the pace that it is just because I've only experienced more and more opportunity. Yeah. Um, not, not only from growth, but I think brands are investing more in influencers versus traditional marketing. So I think that mm -hmm. it's a great space to enter right now. Yes. Um, so you're moving to New York City soon and yes. like New York is literally like the best place I visit like every single year I just I don't know I love it um do you already have like New York City content planned of like what you want to 
do there? Um, yeah, definitely. Well, it's weird times. So that's the thing yes. right now, because obviously with the virus, um, it's going to be weird no matter where you are. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're in New York, if you're in Texas. Um, I was just watching a friend's video who's moving to Texas and she's like, you know, the virus is still impacting us here. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. So there's things that I want to do and I want to experience um, going places in New York, I guess, and vlogging all of that. But that might be kind of on hold right now, experiencing things yeah. and like the city life per se. But um, of course, all my moving content will be still regularly scheduled. And I do plan to, you know, socialize in small groups of people that I know. So I am really excited to share like this next chapter. It's weird times, but I think it's weird times across the board. Like I said. Yeah, for sure. I feel like everyone's like experiencing it maybe in like different ways too. But like, especially where I am, where like I'm located, um, I live in Montreal and it's like the worst part of Canada right now. So Mm. it's like, it's such a weird time. Oh my gosh. I'm so, yeah. I mean that's how it was in New York and then things everything flipped so I'm wishing you best of luck thanks (laughs) um so the last part of my podcast um I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I got actually a lot so I kind of like chose my favorite ones (laughs) um so someone wants to know what's your favorite podcast episode you've recorded so far um I love the one that we did in Greece uh, that was really fun. It was like, uh, we just like, we're sitting in our hotel room one night and we're like, let's record an episode. Um, just like stories about the trip and just like a lot of laughs. Um, any of our episodes we did together in the year of like 2018, 2019, early 2019, those were great mm-hmm. episodes because we were together and in school together. So a lot of like fun yeah. stories and things like that. Um, it's hard to like pinpoint one, but I would say those are like my favorites so far. Someone else asked, did you ever doubt yourself when, when building your brand? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. There were times where I was like, this is literally pointless, like going nowhere, where obviously if you see no little to no growth or negative growth, it's mm-hmm. really discouraging. Um, but you have to think about it big picture and like stick it out and be like, you know, this might be like one season of my life that I might not be thriving, but like overall, I'll get back after it. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, someone said, do you have any financial tips or advice to save money? Um, to save money. Yeah, I've been doing this recently. I don't budget or anything like really specific like that, especially with these times with me moving and things like that. There's a lot of unknown expenses that pop up. It's like, oh, I need boxes. Okay. I have to pay for boxes, like whatever it is. Um, but I do this thing where I put only a certain amount of money in my checking account and the rest goes in savings. And I act as if I only have the money that's in my checking account. Mm -hmm. So let's just say it's, um, a thousand dollars or something like that. You know, I only keep a thousand in the checking account, the rest goes into savings. And then I only have that amount of money for the month or two months or whatever amount of time it is, whatever dollar amount that is. And I think that's really effective for people. And you have to be strong with yourself and know that you're not going to dip into savings. Um, And then obviously invest that money that's in savings and like, don't just leave it in a savings account, but don't allow yourself access to like great sums of money. Cause I think that's where people, you know, overspend or, um, overindulge. And I know so many people that only have, you know, and there's, I'm not trying to shame or whatever. I'm just saying I'm learning too, but it's better to, um, have that money in savings than to be like, I have $5 in my bank account, you know? Cause it's like, obviously investing and all that's very important. Yeah. Money is really important. At one point, like I, I only started to learn how to like manage my money like now, but at one point I literally had like negatives on my bank account and I was like, okay, like that needs to change like right now. I think a lot of, a lot of college students align with that. So I don't, I never want to shame or be like that, but I do. Cause I understand it's like a privileged thing for me to say, mm-hmm. like figure out your money, but like it's the impact of your dollar right now, like will grow exponentially over like 10 years yeah. or whatever. So like it means so much right now. Yes. Um, someone else said, what is the hardest part about social media? Yeah. Um, I think it's like the balance of 
sharing everything, obviously like negative commentary, um, introducing people just to have them not in your life anymore. But I, I love it though. Like that's, I love that part of it too. So it's like a love hate relationship. Obviously I don't like love hate comments or whatever, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, I'm doing it to myself. Like I'm introducing these people as like characters of my life because they're important people and I want the world to see them. Um, so walking that fine line, I guess. Um, and just nasty comments in general, but honestly, like if that's the worst part of the job, I'll be okay. Yeah. I feel like, um, hate comments are like kind of inevitable. I mean, I have like a really small channel and I I still get hate comments. So I feel like at the end of the day, like people will just say what they want to say, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think the, some of the rough stuff with that is like the fabrication of stories where people like see something and they just like expand on it so much and create this lie mm-hmm. um and I don't know what's said about me on websites that like exist or whatever I don't read yeah. it because I just like get sad but like I, I'm sure that stuff exists so yeah I'm sure but like Loki like most of the stuff I've seen about you are all like positive like on Twitter oh, I, wow. I even have like group chats like from like um the podcast and stuff and like everyone like loves you so oh my gosh that's so sweet thank you I, I try I really try it now, obviously I, I go into things with the mentality like not everyone's gonna like you my parents always taught me that too they're like you put yourself out there Brooke not everyone's yeah. gonna like you and I've grown up with that mentality so I've kind of gained some strength from that but the, thank you for saying yes. that that's so <laughs> nice um someone said what are you looking most forward to about moving to New York City opportunity for YouTube stuff too when the world opens up again I think Boston is well there's like a lot of a few youtubers that are there there's no real like opportunity if that Mm -hmm. makes sense versus new york i feel like there's events and networking opportunities and um just greater collaborations with brands and things like that um from a work perspective but also for my social life i think it will be it just like is a city that kind of fits me more um i grew up going to the city all the time i live on long island it's an hour train so i would go in all the time for like field trips and things like that and i uh i think it's just something that's more my speed (laughs) yeah no for sure And the last one is, do you have any tips or advice for smaller creators trying to pave their way and grow an audience? Yeah. Uh, Like I said, don't let the numbers or whatever get you down. I really try not to pay attention to my numbers too, because I know like things fluctuate Um, Mm -hmm. and you got to keep going and really build out what you are. And like, I think the space, yeah, it's saturated because there's a bajillion lifestyle vloggers Mm -hmm. right now, but what are you going to do that makes you different? You know, like what, what you said, like you go to a university in Canada, like that's so unique and different. I feel like then like what exists on YouTube right now. Um, like I would love to watch a day in my life of college in Canada. Like that's so cool. Um, or, and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like, uh, you know, are you a twin? Are you whatever? Like, I think everyone's looking for like what makes them different right now. Um, but just be uniquely you. Uh, I think it's cool if you're, you know, from a place that not many people know about. I feel like everybody does like the LA vlogger thing and that's cool, yeah. but like, it's kind of overdone in my opinion. So like mm-hmm. be you, be different, own your own thing. And also just make content that makes you happy too. Uh, because for so long I made this content that I was just like, um, just like, doing the wave of like what's yeah. popular or whatever but then I shifted and I was like no I like vlogs the best and like that's when my channel started growing so yes awesome well um that's all I have so thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to me oh my gosh thank you for having me this is so fun <laughs> yes um before we go I mean most people know who you are that listen to my podcast but do you <laughs> want to shout out your socials yeah sure so I'm at Brooke Michio. last name is confusing M-I-C-C-I-O uh, you can just search Brooke Michio on YouTube and then my podcast is called Gals on the Go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Yay.
So thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode. I really do hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got to learn more about Brooke and more about her story and how she views social media and things as such. I am still like low-key so, so shook that like she came on the pod and everything. I'm just like so happy. And it's one of my favorite episodes to date. So if you by chance don't know who Brooke is or didn't know who she was before this podcast, please follow her on all her social medias and support her journey and follow her journey. If you want to follow my journey, please don't be shy. My Instagram is at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan, and you can follow me on YouTube at It's Amanda Wan. So once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on, and I will hear you next time.